0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Nadal Path Podcast. I'm your host, Melanie, and today I'm going to be talking about PMDD, so premenstrual dysphoric disorder. Um, When we look at PMDD, it is not something commonly diagnosed, but this episode might be really helpful for those of you that experience really significant hormonal symptoms and just want to know what the heck is going on. Might also push you to investigate further whether you do have PMDD and whether you need to be seeking out um, that extra support and getting a formal diagnosis of PMDD as well. But PMDD is a lot rarer than PMS, but we have plenty of women Contacting us on Instagram or, you know, via email, listing a whole heap of symptoms out saying that their PMS is just ruling their life, but it is so much more severe than what other people are experiencing with PMS. And we go, you know what? Have you thought about it being PMDD? Could you chat to your GP about that? So, PMDD is a much more severe form of premenstrual syndrome, does affect a smaller percentage of women, estimated to be anywhere from 3% to 8%. Now, PMDD, the biggest thing it's characterized by is intense, disruptive emotional and psychological symptoms. So the biggest difference between, well, do I have PMS or do I have PMDD is going to be the severity, frequency, and duration of the symptoms. The severity being the first one, frequency, and then duration. So there is patterns with PMDD and then patterns of PMS. So PMDD most often will show up in the late luteal phase of your menstrual cycle. So that's right before your period, same as PMS. However, PMDD can also come about right before or right after ovulation. So if you're experiencing symptoms around ovulation before or after, that's not PMS anymore. PMS doesn't show up at that time. PMS really only shows up in your your luteal phase, sorry, which is that second half. And PMDD tends to be longer. So, PMS will occur at a maximum a week before your period starts, but PMDD can begin two weeks before your period starts. So, that's a much more significant amount of time. And that is where that duration comes from. So, There is 11 symptoms of PMDD that are diagnostic, I suppose, that doctors will will use to diagnose you. I'm going to run through what they are. Now we've got anger or irritability. So really, really significant levels of anger um, and irritability. Oh, I wanted to actually, sorry, what I forgot to mention was that you will have PMS symptoms too normally but the PMDD ones are anger and irritability, uh, severe anxiety and panic attacks, severe depression, suicidal thoughts or ideation, panic attacks. I spoke about anger, but uh, anger being bouts of rage, like significantly, really significant mood swings, and feelings of hopelessness. And again, some of you might go, oh, but I feel depressed and anxious and I get panic attacks and I have really bad mood swings when I have PMS. Again, it's more about the higher severity of those frequency and duration, and only a GP can diagnose you with it. So I would be discussing it with them. Of course, these symptoms are severe enough to significantly impair a woman's daily activities, her relationships, her relationships will often really suffer, especially those closest to her, because as we all know as humans, those we feel safest with get our worst side sometimes. So the relationship between the woman and her partner tends to be very, very impacted at this time. And of course, her overall quality of life, her work, productivity, all very affected. So, PMDD is a severe and disabling extension of PMS and, yeah, disrupts your daily life, damages your relationship, and is horrific to live through. PMS as a whole can tend to have more physical symptoms while PMD can tend to have more mood symptoms. That's not always the case though. It's just something to note. Um, and again, they have very specific windows of flaring up. So if you have these symptoms flare up around ovulation and or before menstruation, we're looking at PMD. So PMDD causes, there is many thought to be there's not been a lot of research, I'm going to say, like so many women's issues, so many women's health issues, not studied enough, not enough funding. Um, I mean, we could go on forever. With that, what I'm going to say is a lot of women's issues are not studied enough and... Like hyperemesis, PMDD, PMS, all all sorts of things. Endometriosis, adenomyosis. These were male issues or men's issues. We might actually be a lot closer to figuring things out or having cures, but that's a tangent for another day. Um, thought to be caused by genetics, hormonal fluctuations, obviously increased inflammation, neurotransmitter problems, stress levels, nutritional factors. Um. And the, the most prominent three pathways I'll, follow, I'll go through. So three very interesting pathways that are very that are showing up often within the research. but again, no one knows exactly what it is, but it could be potentially different for every female. So number one, quite low levels of estradiol, so your estrogen. Increasing an enzyme in your brain called monoamine oxidase. So low levels of estradiol, increasing monoamine oxidase. This is an enzyme that breaks down serotonin. So the higher levels of monoamine oxidase means less serotonin, means more mood concerns, more mood symptoms, depression, etc. So that's number one. That's one pathway that's been explored. Number two low estrogen being associated with decreased serotonin transporter gene expression. Again, it's low estrogen. However, it's just talking about that. There's a different pathway to do with serotonin gene expression. And number three, high production of inflammatory molecules being produced after ovulation and then staying there. So an interesting finding though, is that PMDD symptoms do most likely arise when estrogen is on the decline. So if you're experiencing PMDD, you may actually have lower estrogen levels than you're supposed to in your second half of your cycle, then that is preferred. And then that's directly linked to causing the lower serotonin. Low serotonin, we all know what low serotonin means. Intense mood problems, swings, depressive, depressive feelings, anxiety, terrible sleep, et cetera. So it's really interesting about the low estrogen. That's the biggest thing that we try to modulate within clinic is the female's estrogen. And looking at that ratio between progesterone and estrogen, where we want progesterone to be high enough that estrogen isn't dominant. So that whole estrogen dominance, estrogen excess sort of pathway, we would be modulating with that. I would also be wanting to look into my client, if they were coming to me with PMDD, their histamine, and whether they're intolerant to histamine because as I went through on a previous podcast episode with Stephen Judge, histamine has a very, very strong relationship to estrogen and this can, if you have histamine intolerance, it will create a whole host of symptoms that correlate very, very strongly to PMDD. We need to look at your estrogen toxification pathways and what your liver is doing, what your bowels are doing, if your estrogen is being cycled out properly, because this means healthy, happy hormones and the balance is better. Um, Obviously, lowering histamine, if that is occurring with you, and it often is, very, very often, people with PMDD, histamine, working on histamine works beautifully. It's also possible that women with PMDD have developed a tolerance to certain neurotransmitters. So these studies suggest that women with PMDD may have reduced GABA levels because of this tolerance to allopregnanolone and altered GABA receptors, meaning increased anxiety, irritability during that PMS phase. And then looking at nutritional deficiencies as well. So there has been nutritional deficiencies that are linked to your mental health, obviously, and PMS. With PMDD, we want to look at how can we improve how they're feeling. A very, very thorough blood test will show up whether there's B12 or vitamin D deficiencies. And let me tell you, if you have low B12, your mental health will absolutely be worse than it needs to be. So we need to fix any deficiencies as per the blood tests. Um, checking on your progesterone, so doing a seven-day post-ovulation progesterone check to see if it's getting high enough. Progesterone is very, very a beautiful hormone that protects us against the symptoms that come along with low estrogen. So it's it's neat, it does need to get high enough. If it's not high enough, estrogen is then going to be relatively dominant compared to your progesterone. And we don't want that in the second half. So we obviously want to be stabilizing any estrogen crashes so that it doesn't create that whole host of getting too low and then triggering off the low serotonin. Herbs are amazing for this. Um, for hormones, for the estrogen I love. Love, love, love chase tree clinical trials consistently demonstrate chase tree shows significant physical and psychological symptom improvement. So it is a beautiful herb. Okay. Saffron, saffron has been found in clinical trials with turmeric to improve both physical and psychological symptoms of PMS. Sorry, saffron alone has been shown to improve PMS. However, saffron and turmeric together at certain doses has been shown to be effective in minimizing and reducing depressive symptoms so that's really cool because it's now a tr- it's sort of a treatment idea that we can we can look into for people with depression saffron itself is a hba axis and neurotransmitter modulator it can also really really be beneficial for the inflammatory the inflammatory Aspect of PMDD as well, uh, selenium and iodine. We would want to see how your thyroid is doing, thyroid function, and PMS is very linked. So this goes to uh, I'm gonna you you would safely assume that having a healthy thyroid is going to lessen the symptom severity of PMDD since it lessens the severity of PMS symptoms. Again, there is nowhere near enough research in PMDD, so we speculate sometimes. However, that's something I feel strongly about. Vitamin B6 as well, thought to improve PMDD symptoms through modulation of serotonin and dopamine via producing anti-inflammatory molecules and regulates your fluid balance as well if you tend to get uh, fluid retention. Zinc, beautiful. I love zinc so much. Zinc deficiency is actually associated with PMS incidence. So it goes a long way to suggest that it could be related, um, could be connected to PMDD. Zinc can improve PMDD symptoms via neuromodulation, regulating melatonin, serotonin, GABA, and dopamine function. And there was a trial done on zinc, and it was found in this um, randomized controlled trial to significantly improve PMS symptoms. So again, it could very well, well, I know it helps PM Diddy. I actually know that. I see that in cli- clinic, clinic all the time. Magnesium as well. Magnesium is a beautiful one. It is essential for progesterone synthesis and energy production. And then in clinical trials found to improve both physical and psychological symptoms of vitamin, uh, of PMS. Again, Not a great deal of research for PMDD, but we can assume and see that it works beautifully. St. John's Wort is another one. Rhodiola. Rhodiola is my number one herb for PMDD. It has been shown in clinical trials to minimize the breakdown of serotonin. So when we have PMDD, which is the picture of low serotonin being broken down then we have a treatment. We can use rhodiola. So um, amazing. And there's really encouraging evidence for that as well and hopefully a lot more evidence to come out with rhodiola because it is just amazing. Um, There was a clinical trial shown that a certain dose of rhodiola prescribed to 91 participants for six weeks was shown to be efficacious in the treatment of mild to moderate depression. So that's a beautiful one as well. And like I said, saffron has really great results as well for antidepressant, being an antidepressant herb. Um, We could use 5-HTP. That converts to serotonin in the body. Dietary changes, like making sure your blood sugar levels are really stable. Blood sugar levels being stable is a key treatment uh, aspect, I'm going to say, because... We need to maintain your sugar levels to maintain your cortisol levels. And then also we've got beautiful anti-anxiety herbs like passion skullcap, lemon balm, if the anxiety symptoms are very strong as well. Of course, if you are suffering from PMDD, um, the best thing to do is to be getting a practitioner to guide you through it because it is a serious condition and it is not easy to just treat it willy nilly with any- like you can't just pick and choose what I just mentioned or do all of them at once and assume it's all going to work. It's very individualized. So if you have any concerns, if you want to chat further about it, do not hesitate to reach out to me. You can get me at, at the natal naturopath on Instagram Or you can email um, hello at thenatalnaturopath.com.au. We are available for new new patients. So if you're suffering from PMDD, you can book in a consultation with us and we can go through it all with you and prescribe an individualized treatment. But I hope that was helpful running through PMDD. So to recap... PMDD is a very, very severe condition. It is much more debilitating than PMS. It is not the same as PMS. There is needing more re- there is more research to be done in the area, but we do have exciting um, and encouraging clinical research being done, and there are some beautiful treatments we can be using. The biggest hallmark it seems to be, or pathway, I should say, of PMDD, is low levels of estradiol, meaning low levels of serotonin. So being a hormonal condition we would always need to look at your hormones and work on your hormones and luckily as a naturopath we have so much more than just offering you the pill because pmdd treatment via the medical professions professionals is go on the pill or take an antidepressant that's it that that is really it and a lot of women don't want those. So they're left thinking, well, what can I do? And what's my option? So a naturopath. A naturopath is your option. That's what I would be trying for sure. All right. Have a beautiful week. Hopefully you're all surviving school holidays. We are in school holidays in Victoria at the moment. So I've got all three girls home with us. Love it, love it, love it, but also get overwhelmed very easily. But hopefully you're surviving. I will catch you next week.